0: and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Dick LeGrand, Joe Forte, Mary Jane Croft, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Tonight, all over the nation, millions are glad to welcome back on the air their favorites, Fibber McGee and Molly. In millions of homes, too, it is good news to know that Reynolds Rap is now back in plentiful supply. The original and genuine Reynolds Wrap, the foil you can trust with your food. Help yourself to all you want, and remember, there are two sizes. New jumbo economy rolls, 75 feet, as well as the standard 25-foot roll. Save food, save work. Banish scouring by lining broiler pans and baking dishes with Reynolds Wrap. Cover all those refrigerator bowls. Wrap your leftovers to keep them fresh. And, of course, roast your next chicken or turkey in Reynolds Wrap for more flavor and more meat. Stock up at your grocer's now. Ask for it by name, Reynolds Wrap. Made only by the Reynolds Metals Company, world's largest producers of aluminum foil. If you had an old-school chum who married money, like Mrs. McGee has... And if all you married was McGee, like Mrs. McGee did, you'd probably build things up in your letters to your chum, like Mrs. McGee does. And if the chum was suddenly coming to visit you this afternoon, you'd be upset, too, like Mrs. McGee, of Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, dear,
1: those letters of mine... Me and my big fat fountain pen. McGee, put these linen napkins on the table, will you? Sure, kiddo. Move the cups over to make room for my crystal glasses. Okay. My gosh, as the guy said to the baggage
2: man who was loading five St. Bernard's on the train, you sure are putting on a lot of dogs.
1: <laughs> well, I'll just have to do the best I can, that's all. My goodness, how'd I know I'd ever see Gertrude again?
2: Is this the gal that writes to you from Paris and Miami and all them foreign
1: places? That's her. Mm-hmm. She always writes how well-to-do they are and what a wonderful life they lead, so I always write and tell her the same thing. You
2: wrote her, we were rich?
1: Well, I never actually said we were rich. I just hinted. Maybe I went too far. Well,
2: now, don't you worry about a thing, baby. Old Dad will back you up. We'll dazzle em.
1: Well, now, let's not get too... I'll ugly. tell your friend, Gert, that I built up a bigger fortune than
2: Vanderbilt built.
1: <laughs> no, dearie, that's not what I want I'll to...
2: tell her this ain't really our house. I'll tell her we're just breaking it in for the new butler. <laughs>
1: Now, McGee, if you listen yeah, to Yeah, the one we're going to
2: hire to buttle for the special chauffeur. We got to drive the cook to the market in the private
1: armored car. I'll say to this, McGee? Day, You spoke? I yelled. Oh. I don't want you telling any of those tall tales to Gertrude and her husband. How does the table look now? Well,
2: it looks swell, and it? it all looks swell. We ain't ate off of that good china since we used to get up after dinner and wind up the phonograph.
1: <laughs>
2: Wish I hadn't said that. <laughs>
1: You know, I wish I had a nice silver vase for the top of the piano. Hey,
2: Mabel Toops has got a butte. Why don't I go over there and borrow that?
1: That's her? a good idea. I want the house to look as nice. Yeah, as. I'll go. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello, Donner. Hi there, Johnny. Hi, Oldtimer. <laughs> what you fixing up the house for, kids? A sociable?
3: We're
1: having company this afternoon. Yeah. An old school friend of mine and her husband. They're just traveling around the country. Travelers, eh? Yep. Puts me in mind of my old friend, J. Pierpont Suggs.
4: Jay oh, hey. <laughs> Pierpont used to travel from coast to coast in a special car. The only person
2: aboard. Boy, he must have been loaded if he had a private car.
4: I didn't say it was a private car, Johnny. I said he was the only person aboard. Well? The rest of the car was full of cattle.
3: <laughs> you mean
4: your friend was a hobo? One of the best, daughter. Most hobos travel in boxcars, but not Jay Pierpont. He always traveled in cattle cars because there was something different about him.
3: What was
2: different about Pierpont? Got his
4: nose broke when he was a kid and
1: couldn't smell a thing.
3: Well, that would
1: help. Well, wasn't he ever put in jail for stealing
4: rides? Oh, no, daughter. He had a system. Yeah? He bought an old cowhide complete with horns and head and slipped it on him when he was in a cattle car. Anybody that looked in just thought one of the cows was kind of puny.
1: <laughs> Heavenly days.
4: Only got him in trouble once. Down in Texas, the train stopped, and a fellow went through the cars, branding all the cattle. Oh, boy. To this very day, J. Pierpont won't take off his pants in public because he's scared the Triple Bar X Ranch might claim him.
3: LAUGHTER
2: is he still cruising around in cattle cars? Not for quite a spell, Johnny. No? About
4: 20 years ago, he was riding through California, and him and a longhorn steer decided they wanted the same place in the car. Uh oh. It was settled in a sporting manner. A sporting manner? Yep. The longhorn tossed him for it. (laughs) Tossed him clear out of the car and up into an orange tree. Oh, the poor lad. Oh, it didn't faze Jay Pierpont. He didn't? He picked the oranges, set up a roadside stand, and today he's one of the richest men in California.
2: (laughs) That's quite a success story.
4: Sure is, Johnny. Funny thing, though, rich as he is, cattle still have a place in Jay Pierpont's life. You mean he raises cattle? Nope. He drives a Cadillac and lives in Catalina. <laughs> Come
3: on, kid.
0: <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and sing a little song.
1: McGee would hurry back with that vase. I'm as nervous as a... How'd I get myself into this? I never should have written Gert such fancy letters. Oh, well, kiddo, I'm back.
2: I got the silver vase from Mabel Toops, and it sure is a butte, And a dozen roses to go into it, too.
1: Roses? Oh, yeah. oh, they're beautiful, McGee.
2: I picked them just for you, kiddo. Pick them? Old man Jekyll's backyard.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he came out the door and almost saw me, too, but I scrammed. <laughs> McGee, you... Yeah, didn't... when I seen him come out the door, I had to duck around the corner from Jekyll and Hyde. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? Jekyll and Hyde, it's a literary pun based It ain't on...
1: funny, McGee. ain't? <laughs> no, and I'd make you take them right back if I didn't need them so badly to dress up the house. Oh. Come in. Oh, good morning, Oli. Well, good
2: morning, missus. The same to you, McGee. Hi, Ollie. Say, Molly's got some swank friends coming here today and we're fixing the joint up. You got any family heirlooms we could borrow?
5: No, McGee, we don't have anything worth a hoop.
1: Yeah? <laughs> we used
5: to have some very nice old china plates, but they got broken in the last invasion from Venus.
1: Invasion from Venus.
5: Uh, my, my two little boys, you know, Sven and little Oli, they're all the time playing war in the future games. Oh, uh-huh. Sometimes they're American space cadets, and sometimes they're invaders from Venus with two heads.
3: Good gracious.
5: But even when they're space cadets, they act like they got two heads. They sort of tear things apart, huh? McGee she's playing murder. Yeah? Yesterday, they get what they call an atomic yet propelled super radar disintegrator.
1: What in the world would
5: that be? A bunch of firecrackers.
3: <laughs> and then they launch
5: it into space by putting it on the rear end of a guided missile. The rear end of a guided missile? Sure, our dog Jupiter's tail. <laughs> and then they synchronize their Mickey Mouse watches and yeah. Jupiter took off at 0-100, comes flying through the kitchen window at 12 o'clock high. <laughs> And he scores a direct hit on the food the Mooses is fixing to knocks the smorgasbord out of the bowl. Goodness yes.
1: only, that's a little frightening,
5: You it? said so, missus. <laughs> By them kids, they used scared scare the britches off of me and my missus. But uh, well, that is, they uh, off of me, they scare the britches.
3: <laughs> uh, my missus,
5: you know, she don't... Uh, well, what I mean is, ladies don't... Be, well, say something, McGee, don't you stood there... <laughs>
3: Hi, Ole. <laughs> uh, hello. Hello,
5: McGee. Hello, Mrs. I, I couldn't stay now. I used drop by to say so long, both you fellas. <laughs>
1: roses and water. Hey, what's the stuff on the buffet there? That looks good. Don't touch it. Don't touch it now. I ordered some fancy things to eat from the store. Oh? Some imported cheese and caviar.
2: Oh, And crackers and cheese look good, but what's that bowl full of BBs for?
1: (laughs) (laughs) McGee, that is the caviar.
2: Oh, are those caviar? (laughs) Let me see them. Hmm. Looks like little black fish eggs to me. Yes. Besides, if you want to impress people, Molly, you got the wrong kind of food anyhow.
1: What would you have bought?
2: Meat. Just plain meat. (laughs) Used to be when a fellow was rich, they said he was in the chips. Now they say he's in the chops.
1: (laughs) Boy, when you're
2: in the chops these days...
1: Hello, Wally. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi,
2: Junior. I interrupt anything, kids? You expecting company?
1: Oh, yes. An old schoolmate of mine is coming by this afternoon with her husband, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, they
2: spend all their time traveling, Junior. Florida in the winter, Niagara in the fall, Paris in the spring. Oh, my gosh. That's tough. The poor kids.
1: Poor kids?
2: Huh. You should be poor like they are, son. They're loaded with dough like a ravioli dinner. <laughs> well, they must not have a very comfortable house, though, or they wouldn't go galloping around
0: all the time. Gee whiz, you ought to tell them, pal. Tell them what? Tell them about Reynolds' aluminum foil insulation for their home. Yeah. Tell them how it reflects heat, how it keeps their home warmer in winter and cooler in summer. Yeah. Oh,
1: they must have a nice home, Mr. Wilcox. They live... And do you,
0: know, do you know that farmers these days can give their livestock that same protection against heat and cold with aluminum barns? Barns built of Reynolds lifetime aluminum roofing and siding. Is that so? Yes, the smart farmer knows how aluminum pays off in added profits. Where? Well. Pays off in more milk from cows, kept warmer in winter and cooler in summer,
2: under aluminum. Reynolds aluminum. Oh, I'm in favor of keeping cows cool, Junior. In <laughs> fact, if there's anything I hate, it's a hot cow. <laughs>
0: Uh, these people with aluminum... Now, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Now, look, take an aluminum poultry house, for instance. Oh? That pays off in bigger chickens, in more eggs. Yeah? And aluminum hog barns pay off in more pounds of pork per pig. More pork per pig, huh? Sure. <laughs> and not only does Reynolds' lifetime aluminum roofing and siding help the farmer to make money by helping him to produce more... More pork per pig? But it also... <laughs> it also helps him save money by cutting down his costs. Mm-hmm. Because aluminum is rust-proof. Mm-hmm. It lasts and lasts with no need
2: for painting. More pork per pig. <laughs> We ought to pick up a few prize pigs, Molly, because if I could produce more pork for pig, I could have plenty of pounds of prize pork and maybe make a pretty penny out of them precious pigs because pigs is pigs, and pound for pound, you got to go for the pork, but you've got to go now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, pal. Yeah, and just in time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, pal, I really, I really do have to go.
0: And look, look. Yeah? I'm used to you, of course, but I hope you don't keep interrupting Molly's friends when they try to talk this afternoon like you do me. What you mean? Well, you don't want them to go away from here thinking Molly had her wedding in the basement of the railway depot, do you?
1: Wedding in the basement of the railway depot? Yes.
0: They'll say, poor Molly. She married beneath her station.
1: <laughs> go on, Ken. <kid.
6: laughs> oh, brother. <laughs>
2: Married beneath her depot. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs>
1: if
2: that, don't burn the pork right off the pit. What you doing?
1: Oh, I'm just checking this table again. Oh? This vase of roses will help, but I do wish we had some nice sterling silver. Bowls are trays. Hey, what about that big loving
2: cup I won on the Elks Club punch board by taking the last punch that time?
1: No, no. The one that
2: was genuine simulated silver with the Elks head engraved on it? And it says underneath, Fiverr McGee, winner of the last punch, 1943. That was pretty. Where's that?
1: I planted it. Yeah? With Ivy? With a shovel. Oh. Oh, dear, I'll be glad when this day is over. Come in. Hello, Molly, McGee. Oh, it's nice to see you, Mr. Mayor. Oh, hi,
2: LaTribbe. Say, you're just the guy we want to see. Yes,
1: I have a problem, Mr. Mayor. Terrible.
2: What sort of a problem, Molly?
1: Well, an old girlfriend is coming to visit me. One I haven't seen since school days. Yeah. I've written to her and bragged a bit about my successful marriage, so (laughs) naturally there's only one thing I can do.
6: Naturally. Hide McGee in the hall closet.
1: (laughs)
2: Why, you baby kissing windbag, I oughta... No, no, McGee. Well, he makes me... Tired. Well,
1: what I meant, Mr. Mayor, is that I'm trying to make our little home look as prosperous as possible, so we're borrowing a few nice things from our friends.
2: Oh, oh, I see. Well, I have quite a fine silver tea service I'd be happy to lend you if McGee is willing to be helped by a baby kissing windbag. <laughs> oh, no offense, Latrivia. My gosh, this close to election time, you ain't the only guy that's kissing babies. <laughs> Anyhow, it's good for the kids. They learn early in life that they got to face some pretty horrible things. <laughs> Well, personally, I feel that baby kissing can be overdone. Mm-hmm. It becomes a routine habit, as in the
0: case of Alderman Kerwood. Oh, oh, what
1: happened to him, Mr. Mayor?
0: He formed the habit very strongly. Yeah? Whenever he saw a woman pushing a baby carriage, he automatically leaned over and kissed the baby on the head. Oh, poor Kerr. So? So, one day, he was in a market and saw a woman pushing one of those baskets on wheels. Yeah? Without a moment's hesitation, the Alderman leaned over and kissed a cantaloupe. <laughs>
3: Ah, this silly man, as if a cantaloupe ever voted. Yes.
0: (laughs) And now, about my silver tea service, I'll have it here within an hour. The service includes tray, teapot, cream pitcher, sugar bowl, and a small instrument for removing the cubes of sugar. Tom. You're welcome. Good day.
2: (laughs) Hey, wait a minute, Lister, I'll go with you. Get my hat, Molly. He's got a lot of stuff I can borrow. Come on. The King's
0: Men and Polly Put the kettle On. Oh, Polly, what do you want? Polly put the kettle on, the kettle on, the kettle on. Molly put the kettle on and we
6: can have some tea. Polly put the kettle on, the kettle on. Polly put the kettle on and we can have some tea. Get out the cookies, we're gonna have a treat. I'll sweep the crumbs away, you'll sweep me off my feet. Polly put the kettle on, the kettle on, the kettle on. Polly put the kettle on and settle down with me. Polly, put the kettle on. Polly, put the kettle on. Polly put the kettle on. Polly put the kettle on. Let's have tea. Hot? Hot Cross buns. Hot cross buns. One a penny, two a penny. Hot cross buns. Polly put the kettle on. I'll go buy a bun. When the tea is boiling, we'll have fun. Polly put the little kettle on. Little kettle on. Little kettle on. Polly put the little kettle on. Have a little tea for two. Polly put the little kettle on. Little kettle on. Little kettle on. on. Polly put the little kettle on. Make it sweet Stir it up Make it sweet Add a little lemon and turn on the heat You and me for tea Better get the butter And the jelly And the cream Gingerbread cookies Quite the score Hear that kettle Let off steam It's ready Now to pour Oh Polly Put the kettle on Polly Take it off again Oh, oh you got, Polly, Polly. Why not you put on the kettle And settle down Settle down Polly put the kettle On the kettle On the kettle On Then settle right down With me
1: See, I'll put the vase of roses on the end table here. The table is ready. My goodness, this silver tea service of the mayor's is just too beautiful, McGee. Hey, how do you like that champagne bucket
2: on the piano there? I'll borrow that from Latrivia too.
1: Champagne bucket? Yeah. What'd you borrow that for?
2: What for? My gosh, you want us to look underprivileged? Gee, <laughs> where's all them millionaires drink champagne? Out of a bucket?
3: <laughs>
2: no. Oh, no.
3: <laughs> No, Molly,
2: they drink it out of evening slippers.
3: <laughs>
2: I was gonna set a pair of your slippers up there next to the bucket in case Gert's husband gets thirsty, but <laughs> them open toed shoes leak so bad that I thought it wasn't. <laughs> no, McGee, we
1: will not have any champagne.
2: Okay, I couldn't borrow any anyhow. <laughs> I did loan myself a box of Latvius dollar cigars while I was there, though, and boys. Uh I... oh, uh oh, here huh?
1: they come. Look, Uh-oh. there's a car out front. Where,
2: where? Let me see. Oh, holy smoke, look at that limousine. Wow, must be 40 feet long.
1: That's her, that's her getting out. That's that's Gertie, all right. Oh, boy. Now, pl- uh, pl- please, McGee, just yeah? take it easy. Now, don't, 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 don't overdo it. No,
2: no. <laughs> don't you worry, Tutsi, they ain't going to top us. Anything they got, we, we got the two of them. I'll prompt, oh, look at that. Here they come. I'll impress them junior. Oh.
1: I'll get it. Hmm. Oh, Gertie, so nice to see you. Oh, Molly, you look wonderful. This is my husband, dear. Charles, this is Molly McGee.
2: Mrs. McGee, happy to know you. How
1: do you do, I'm sure. And this is my husband. Uh, dearie, this is Mr. and Mrs. Jones.
2: Charmed, I'm sure. Uh,
1: Come, you, Come on, the both of you.
2: Yes, pray do. So glad you could drop by. Have a cigar, Charles. A dollar cigar. Thank you, I don't believe I uh, can. Take a handful. Take four or five dollars worth. <laughs>
1: Go ahead Let him get his coat off first, dearie oh. uh, sit down, both of you
2: Sit there on the divan Right in front of the imported Sterling silver tea service, child. Oh. It's
6: very handsome
2: silver Isn't it, Gertrude?
6: Oh, it's lovely, Molly English, isn't
1: it? English? Why, I really... Quite, do... quite
2: <laughs> Molly and I picked it up On one of our trips oh. Just knockabout stuff, really <laughs> Our good set is in the vault Isn't it, Molly? LAUGHTER <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it isn't out here, is it?
3: <laughs>
2: very well put, my dear.
6: This is a charming little house you have, Molly. So
1: compact, don't you think so, Charles?
4: Yes, very. Gertrude and I just rattle around in that
2: place of ours.
1: I'll bet it's beautiful, though.
2: Yeah, we're just camping out here, of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Having the big house done over, you know. The country place. Oh, you have a country house?
1: McGee loves the country. He was raised in it, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Quite a modest home, really, Charles. Nothing elaborate. I don't suppose the house has over 30 or 40 rooms.
1: Here, now, please, uh, let's talk about you, Gertrude. Oh, yeah. Uh, You and Charles must have a lot of fun. Your last letter from New Orleans sounded wonderful. Oh, yes,
6: Charles, and I love New Orleans.
1: Oh, yes,
2: New Orleans. I love it.
6: (laughs) I uh, suppose you've seen the French Quarter there. Oh, you
2: bet. I always watch for them things when I'm traveling. Anybody tries to pass a French quarter off on me, boy, I hand it right. Uh, Deary, uh, Gert
3: is
1: talking about old New Orleans. The French quarter. Old or new, nobody hands me any for uh, uh, You were in England last year, weren't you, Gert? I got a car. Yes, at... we had a lovely trip, Molly. Stopped in Bermuda on the way home and uh... spent some time with the Duke and Duchess of Windsor. Oh, uh-huh. they're grand
6: people.
2: Oh, yes. Wally's an old friend, you know. Ah, uh, yes, good old Wally. <laughs> How is he, anyhow?
1: He? Uh, Wally is the Duchess, dearie.
2: He is? <laughs> Got promoted again, eh?
1: <laughs> ah, good old
2: Wally. Splendid chap.
1: Uh, Gert, uh, Charles, how about a slug of tea?
2: Yes, some tea. Pour him some tea, Molly, out of the sterling silver teapot.
1: Uh, just a spot, thanks.
2: Just a spot out of the pot. (laughs) So, uh, so as I was saying, McGee,
4: Gertrude and I had a delightful time in England. Yes,
6: Charles loves English cars, you know.
4: Yes, I'm especially fond of the Rolls Royce. Aren't you, McGee?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, great little car, if you're (laughs) (laughs) left-handed. I like a big car myself.
1: Yes, yes, he does. The car we ride in the most is about 60 feet long. <laughs> it has eight wheels, and it's painted a sort of a streetcar red. <laughs>
3: now, Molly,
2: please, we don't want our friends to think we're trying to impress them, do we? <laughs> After all, well, I'll get it. Butler's day off, you know. Have to answer our own phone. All four. Probably
3: my banker. Be firm.
1: Uh, will you go back home from here, Gert? Or uh, we're not sure, Molly. We may drive south from here and fly down to Havana for a while. Oh, Havana! We often talk about going there, but <laughs> you know how it is. Yes,
4: yes I suppose Mister McGee is pretty busy making money, like he
2: does. Okay, yes,
1: just making ends. Oh, uh, who was it, dearie?
2: Call was for you, Charles. Me? Yeah, a uh, Mister Vanderbuck. Uh oh. Said to tell you to put your chauffeur cap back on and get that Rolls-Royce over to the hotel pronto. (laughs) Wants you to drive him someplace. Whoops. How's that?
1: Chauffeur cap? You mean...
2: And Gertie, Mrs. Vanderbuck says to get over there and help her into her girdle. Says you know she can't get into it without you.
1: She told me I could have the afternoon off. No wonder she can't keep a maid the way she pushes us around. Maid and chauffeur? You mean all those... (laughs) Yes, it's our job. Well, heavenly days. Gertrude Jones. Oh, I'm sorry, Molly. We've always (laughs) wanted to be (laughs) rich. So have we, Gert. (laughs) How's that? You too? Sure. We can dream too. McGee, get the car out and return this borrowed silver. (laughs) Borrowed? You mean you
2: borrowed? Yeah, we're just trying to keep up with the
1: Joneses. (laughs) (laughs) uh, This is wonderful. Now, when you kids get off tonight, uh, Gert, come back here. Yeah. And uh, we'll throw out this caviar and break out the bologna and have
3: ourselves a real job.
0: (laughs) River and Molly return in a moment. On hot days this past summer, maybe you regretted not having put in that heat-reflective insulation you've heard so much about. Reynolds Aluminum Reflective Insulation. Well, listen... Aluminum's heat reflection works both ways for year-round comfort. It throws summer heat off, and it reflects the heat from your furnace or stove back inside the house where you want it. It's also a wonderful vapor barrier, this Reynolds aluminum foil bonded to craft paper. It's clean, pliable, easy to tack or staple in place. If you'd like a free sample of Reynolds aluminum reflective insulation, we'll be glad to send it to you. Just mark insulation on a postcard with your name and address, and send it to Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. That's Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. You'll see why builders look to aluminum for progress, and to Reynolds Metals Company for progress in aluminum.
1: Oh, dear, you say you dropped the mayor's beautiful silver service, McGee. Yeah,
2: right in his driveway. (laughs) Didn't break it, though. Just dented it, that's all.
1: What did he say?
2: He was very unreasonable about the whole thing, Molly. Believe me, I'll never borrow anything from that guy again.
1: Did you tell him that?
2: No, he told me that.
1: <laughs> Good night. Good night, all) <laughs>
0: The Reynolds Metals Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Don't forget to watch the Reynolds television show, Doc Corkle, starring Eddie Mayhoff, on NBC Sunday night. See your local paper for Time and Channel. And be sure to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Proceeding was transcribed. Tonight, play two for the money on NBC.